0: This is an Audio Wool Original.
1: This week's episode of Fright Day is brought to you by Springheel Jack Coffee. You need great coffee. Jack delivers. Visit Springheel Hey <laughs> Thunder, lightning. I'm your host, Byron. Bloodthirsty Byron. I'm your Baron of Horror, Fine. Byron. Uh. Following a family tragedy, a now adult daughter's recovery spirals when a once roommate, now cult leader, re enters her life with the intention to introduce her to her leader, a mysterious man who believes there is only you and your dreams. Tonight join us as we review can evernall's hypnotic nightmare housewife and we explore the many diabolical presences that infest the land of the nod all around the world it's dream demons in this week's edition of kelly's cryptids and conspiracies i'm joined tonight by kelly oh hi and sam spooky sam thank you so much (laughs) Uh, guys it's october the scariest month of the year um We really need to kick it up a notch.
0: Okay, something scary happened to me last week. Really? Yep. Good. Okay, so I got nothing. There's university in our town. We were on the university campus. (laughs) It was right before our daughter had an open house for her preschool for the night, and we were wandering around. Suddenly, my daughter says something about the tunnels, which I thought was really weird because there actually are tunnels underneath the university. Mm -hmm. She starts talking about the tunnels and wanting to go into the tunnels. She points down and then she like wanders off and I can't get her attention back to the topic that she was just discussing. And I'm not sure how or why she knew about the tunnels that were under there. It was really, really spooky and weird, though. It was one of those, okay, where did that come from? Then she was off on something else, and I couldn't get her to focus. And somewhere in the middle of all of this, I lost my key fob. Okay, well That's car. completely that unrelated. Really I
1: don't think you need to bring that into right, this. Right, but I'm
0: just, it was weird. It was really weird. Like, well, I've thought about trying to get into those tunnels for a long time, but I'm too much of a coward to do it. Kids are it creative. freaks me out. Creative? That's not just creative. That's like freaking weird. Where does that come from? Imagination. Same place dreams do. Ooh, dreams. Interesting. And ghosts. And we'll get into
1: both of those things later. Yeah, th-
0: my other daughter keeps wandering around and saying, ghosts coming, ghosts coming, ghosts coming in. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> It's a little on the nose. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Pukwudgie, you need to tone it down a little. I don't know what you're doing. She's been
2: wrong every time. How do you know? Because she's a child and childs are Okay,
0: when she says car coming, she's not wrong. Ghost coming. And she's always right when there's a car coming. So why would we assume she's wrong when she says ghost coming? Kelly, your kids are not clairvoyant. I don't think they're clairvoyant. I think kids just sense and see things that we don't. All right. Well, that's exciting. They taste
2: things more strongly. I know that. All their senses are stronger. They can't go as long without peeing, though.
1: Well, it's become a yearly tradition for me to uh, partake in a little bit of a... American Horror Story about this time of okay, the year. we missed the first episode. Apocalypse, which is the eighth season of the series. Okay. Do you know what all that it's, this is about? It's it's a crossover. It doesn't really, I mean, it's oh, there but it's not. Oh, I thought it
0: was like the original house and the witches. Well, that's not at all. Sons
1: of Anarchy, right? It's basically a Sons of Anarchy spinoff. Uh,
2: it is not. With a Heisenberg cameo.
1: Heisenberg's there, Dexter's there. In the near future, nuclear missiles destroy the world and start a nuclear winter. God, not near enough. Huh? What? Thanks to a family's private plane, Coco St. Pierre Vanderbilt manages to escape the destruction of Los Angeles with her assistant, Mallory, her hairdresser, Mr. Gallant, and his grandmother, Evie. An organization known as the Cooperative, which has a group of young people living in a bunker underground, forced to not partake in sexual conduct and they're eating How are they going to survive? What may or may not be people. They've got wait, wait, rations. A so and they pills. can't have
0: sex. Are, shouldn't, isn't their sole purpose to procreate at this not point? Not this
1: one because the head of the cooperative at this base is Sarah Paulson. She is oh. very against this.
0: Oh, okay.
1: God, this season is bad.
0: Really? Okay. Just, what happened to the witch? I thought that there was a crossover. I was
1: hoping for a crossover. There's just elements of this. It just feels I don't even know how to You're only one it. episode in, though. Two episodes Two. in. Two. Yeah, second episode... Uh... The Rubber Man pops back in for a little bit.
0: You mean Latex from,
1: Man? Well, they call him the, the Rubber, rubber man, man from season one, Murder the House. Real effing scary. Which is interesting, and I think that that's that Zach
0: the... Quinto, Quinto, Quinto,
1: Zachary Quinto. Quinto, I don't know. Quinto. Do we ever find out who's in the Rubber Man costume in that season? It's been
2: eight years. So. I was just, yeah. I just knew
1: he was in that season. I think it so it was, I'm wondering um, if he's
2: back. Lobster Boy from Freaks season. Yeah. That guy. Is that
1: right? I'm just really disappointed in this season. I do not like this season. It sounds
2: ridiculous.
0: Well, huh. the apocalypse thing yeah
1: there's two separate groups there's the people who paid money to be part of the cooperative and then there's their servants and they each wear different colors which is very similar to The Handmaid's Tale oh there's a lot of elements that I feel like they're forcing pop culture
0: oh interesting okay I'm sure that okay. it's
1: intentional because in the past Ryan Murphy's done stuff like this it just seems really heavy handed and I don't like the energy it's got kind of an odd floaty gothic vibe ugh I don't know I mean I'll give it a, a whirly gig give it one whirly gig and then tell me should I just skip to episode three though no start at the beginning literally the first 10 minutes in the near future before the nuclear winter that was my most enjoyable period in this series. That's not good. No, it is not. Unfortunate. Okay. It is unfortunate, but I would be curious to know what people think of this. And if I'm missing the crossovers, I know that there's a couple
0: things that- So are they like Easter egg crossovers? It's not like, yeah. oh, boo. So far, it's been pretty much just Easter egg I mean, I will take a look, but now I'm a little bit depressed.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry about the depression. You know what cures Depression. Okay, so those things are not what I was going to say. To go to bed at night, Jamie and I have been taking turns reading pages out of the Arbor House Treasury of Horror and the Supernatural, which is a collection of short horror stories. Really? Yeah.
2: It's a lot of fun. That okay. Any authors we know or is it kind of like public domain stuff?
1: Lots of great people. It's introed by Stephen King, Edgar Allan Poe, Bram Stoker, Winston Churchill. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. It's a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm reading you guys.
2: This makes me so happy that you guys are enjoying it. Not that you're reading. I don't I mean whatever. No. It makes me happy that you guys have this ritual. That's awesome. So
0: there's something that I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about. H.G. Wells? Do you know who that is?
2: Yeah. What yeah. about H- the time H.P. Lovecraft? Uh let's see. Howard Phillips what craft now what was what is, what he is was
1: it? a racist well
2: just because he thought certain people were better than certain other people maybe because of traits that were There's a
1: Truman Capote
0: oh I got to read that I love my capote it's great okay we have a lot of fun sometimes I don't know words okay can I talk about another book since we're on a literary kick absolutely so earlier this year a lot of people mourned the passing of a one Anthony Bourdain now, of course pretty Rex. sad but I didn't realize did you guys know that he did comics like graphic novels? yeah and one just came out and it's a horror graphic novel it's called hungry ghosts but it's like it's really interesting spooky stories they obviously center around food because that's like his jam was his jam and it includes a few recipes i normally as you guys know don't get super into the graphic novel thing
2: and i don't get into recipes
0: sounds like this might have something for each of us honey bunny It's kind of a cool, spooky cover. I don't know. I'm just interested because he seemed to have a very interesting life, was a very interesting character. Yeah. And I bet the recipes are good. Much like something we're going to talk about
1: later in the show. It's got Japanese folklore influences.
0: Yes. Just throwing it out there. That might be fun to check out. The other thing that I would like to throw out there is Sam and I are going on our annual retreat to the ocean in the near future. Yeah. I think we're going to be listening to Twin Peaks, the final dossier. Is this... Another chapter? Yes. God. I'm so freaking excited.
2: The final one, though. It's oh, final God, final I'm excited. I truly hope so. Because
0: oh, it's I, amazing. If I have
1: to edit out you referencing a fictional account of something. But
0: no, this is what you don't understand. Like it, He talks about all of the real things. And then oh, Laura
1: yeah. Palmer pops in. Yeah, in a short it's gentleman a and talks in reverse.
0: I mean, he's the best, but there was very little Laura Palmer in the other book. I know. It's great. I'm excited. Anybody that's already read the final dossier, let us know if you liked it. I really hope it's great. Well, and it looks like I'm going to
1: be following you guys up there. We're going to you be- You and
0: Jaime. Yeah. Well, oh my God. say
1: it normal, I guess. <laughs>
0: Jaime. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. I don't think she'd appreciate that. Probably not. I was really nervous when she ate my cake this weekend. I remember that. It was really funny when she was like, oh, oh. Yeah, she's Ugh. hilarious. I hope she was actually joking. Can we joking get though. back? Come on. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry.
1: Uh-huh. I'll be following you guys out there. Yep.
0: It'll be really fun. We're gonna go visit Bulbados. <laughs> George Bulbados is a George I Bulbados is a lighthouse ghost, and no. we're going to go visit him again. Well, we're, we're, at, we're at Cape Cape Nears
1: Lighthouse. In uh, is this outside of Ocean
0: Ocean side
1: Oregon? Yep. Kind of, okay. So
0: I George <laughs> Bulbados. Came to this lighthouse to become the lighthouse keeper when he was only 19 years old. And at that point, he was in love with this woman named Susan Bluth. And Susan... (laughs) I believe that I have manifested George Bulbados.
1: I mean, according to the, some of the stuff you say, that is how that happens. Yep. It'll be fun. We're gonna Bulbados, be,
0: we're coming for you. We're going
1: to be doing a couple things from mm. your condo. We're going to be doing a live stream, I would imagine, for Patreon patrons. Yep. A True Tales of Terror episode.
0: We're going to be recording an episode. That as well. I kind of feel like we should do a cinema autopsy. That'd be fun. Maybe a spooky get, cinema autopsy. You know, get
2: Jay on the mic. Compared to the buddy comedy autopsies that we usually do. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: It'd be fun. I'm looking forward to a little October vacation with you guys. (gasps)
2: Okay, please don't do
1: that. Cheese curts. But before that, I'll be at the Telluride Horror Show in Telluride, Colorado. Looks great. Yeah, Jacob and Maggie, writers at Frightday.com, are going to be there to report. It's going to be a great time. If you guys are planning on attending, make sure to reach out to me in advance. I know some of our listeners already have, but I, I want to hang out. It'd be fun. I'm
2: more than a little jealous, but you know what?
0: You'll be okay. Um, I'll let you watch The Marvelous Miss Maisel with me while oh, while they're out there. It's okay, honey. Great. I feel even
2: worse. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to walk into the ocean. Please don't do that. What I, do you guys, I mean, partway. Then it'll be kind of a flailing don't. swim, and then it'll be a sink. Stop
0: it. Just be nice. We're going to have fun doing Christmas crafts and watching oh, Miss Maisel. Please
2: oh,
1: just Jesus. celebrate the
0: month
2: for the month. Just celebrate the
1: month for the month. Christmas is all months. After reading these books, i got to say, I've been sleeping like a baby. But last night, I had a dream I was Elizabeth Moss's character from Handmaid's Tale. Oh, no. That's odd. Yeah. More dreams than normal. Well,
0: you've just been remembering more dreams than normal. That's not how it works, Byron.
1: Really? Yes. We're not going to talk about that,
0: though. Well, no. I mean, not tonight. I didn't mean it was a multiparter. I mean that we're revisiting <laughs> dreams at some point oh. in the future, okay? Yeah.
1: In this week's edition of Kelly's Cryptids and Conspiracies.
2: Oh,
0: You guys ever had a dream about a demon?
1: <laughs> it's a fun way to
0: start.
2: Oh. I uh, let me think. You uh, guys
0: ever dream about a demon and then wake up and realize the demon was real? I've seen that show. I dream of demon. I had it Yeah, I no. I mean Oh
2: I did have a dream that had all the seeming of a demon that was dreaming.
0: Seeming of a dream and
2: whoa, what? And space had all the seeming of a demon that was dreaming. What dreaming is that of. from? That's from the Raven.
0: Stop quoting literary sh** and making it's, me feel bad it's that it's I po. don't know it because right. I'm an English major po? and we I
1: don't know the Poe. Let's be honest. We've all had a dream about a demon who is scheming. Are you trying
0: to quote Poe <laughs> and you know it even less than I do? Just making it up okay. as I go. Well, you guys, it's interesting. There are demon experiences in just about every culture's dreams. Huh. I did some research this week to look into some of the specific demons that haunt specific cultures, and then also to see what common threads bind them all. And I've got some awesome stories to discuss with you. Is that
1: why there's that string board of demons behind
0: you? Are cute. Some of them are short and some of them are tall. Some oh, of them are red and some of them are black. Some of them have tusks. Some of them do. Some of them have tails. Some of them have hooves. Let's talk about it. I think we should probably start with Germany. The dream demons in Germany are known as Alps which I find very interesting because I haven't been able to really solve whether that's what the Alps are named after, though I kind of doubt it. Here's a little bit about the Alps. Even though windows and doors... Hold on. Time out. Just so you guys know, there's a very cool old school style website called Night Dashmares that has a whole lot of links about these types of demons. And so we're going to be reading a little bit from those tonight. I just want to make sure I'm giving credit because I'm doing some verbatim quoting. So They've
1: done a great job of collecting stories.
0: They have. A, not a great... Job of web design, but really good content. If we were sponsored by Squarespace, I would recommend them using that Yeah, I would. They're kind of like Bibliotheca Pleiades, but for dreams. Okay. Even though windows and doors may be tightly closed and locked to keep out the Alps, they can still get through the smallest holes when they seek out with special pleasure. I feel like there's some translation shit here. Okay. In the still of the night, one can hear the sound that they make in the wall.
1: Please don't do that. On the While getting
0: in, if one gets up quickly, plugs up the hole.
1: Okay, I'm feeling. Then a- they
0: must stay in the room and cannot escape, even after the doors have been opened. Then, before setting them free, one must make them promise to never disturb the place again. On such occasions, these creatures have complained pitifully that they have little children at home who will perish if they cannot leave. The creatures are like, oh, come the on, Alps. Got- yeah, they're like, hey, I got kids, got, got kids, kids home. You got, let me go. I I think they do
1: it in a more grave way. I do. No,
0: I I think they're... Ah, buddy, I got kids at home. Yeah, yeah, like that. No, 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 no. no. I'm imagining this is kind of like leprechauns, okay? So a tread or an alp often travels a great distance to make his nighttime visits. I'm not really sure why he doesn't go to the nearest houses, but this is what they say. Once some herdsmen were out in the field in the middle of the night... We don't know where these herdsmen were. We don't know why they were in the field in the middle of the night. But they, oh, we do. They were watching their herds. Of course they were. Okay. That's their
1: job and duty.
0: Right. Um, they were not far from a body of water. Again, we're not sure what body of water. An alp came by, climbed into a boat, untied it from the bank, rowed it with an oar that he himself had brought along. He did not bring a boat, but he brought his oar. Then or. he climbed out, hmm. tied up the boat on the other side, continued on his way. After a while, he returned, rowed the boat back.
1: Wait, so the boat was back.
0: Like, he went and did his, like, nighttime visit. Sure. And then he got back in the boat and rowed back over, and apparently the herdsmen were still there and just watching the whole thing, like, huh?
1: My thoughts would be
2: the herdsmen were drunk. It sounds likely.
0: The herdsmen, however, after observing this for several nights and allowing it to happen, decided to take the boat away. Hmm. When the Alp returned, he began to complain bitterly and threaten the herdsmen that they would have to bring the boat back immediately if they wanted to have peace. And that is what they did. Some people have laid a hackle, which Sam, hold on. We're going to quiz Sam. We got a vocab. We need a really like a, a vocab bit for Sam. Have we talked about how ridiculous an alp looks? I mean, he's a goofy buddy. It's scary. Yeah. It's got like long We got some good depictions it's of it. like
1: them. bat-eared face of a raccoon. That's a
2: great painting. It's a great painting. Okay, Sam, it'll, hackle. It'll, Define it'll,
0: hackle. It'll be
1: in the show notes of that
0: episode right here.
2: The hair is along the back of your neck and spine. Like okay, if we're,
0: if we're not talking about hair. Some people have laid a hackle.
2: A feather. Yes, we stumped
1: Sam's Maybe ball. a funny hex.
0: An iron-toothed comb for the preparation oh, uh, of flax.
1: <laughs> yes! All right. Now there's okay. confetti everywhere.
0: Why'd you do that? There is. It's great.
2: Put the champagne away. What's that
0: company where you can send confetti to people that just explodes everywhere and like they can't get off of anything? Oh I was thinking about wanting to do that recently. We've
1: got to tighten up.
0: Okay. Um... Some people have laid a hackle on their physical bodies to keep the Alps away, but an Alp will often turn it over and then press the points into the sleeper's body. God, if you saw what this thing looked like, I know, it would not I be know what funny. it looks like. I know. A better precaution, FYI, is to turn one's shoes around at the side of the bed so that the hooks and laces are next to you. Mm-mm. When an Alp is pressing against you, you can put your thumb in your hand and he will have to retreat. I don't know what that means. No, I don't. And is this a dream demon? This it is a dream. Like it only comes to you in your dreams and at okay. night. Okay. And at night, you said so. Well, because it doesn't come to you if you're daydreaming. Supposedly, it only comes to you if like oh, you're dreaming. I at thought night. you were
1: saying it was only out at
0: night. And in your dreams. Well, it comes physically out at night, uh-huh. but it somehow gets into your dreams. Okay. I don't know. But does it stuff? Watch the housewife. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Does it do stuff out of your dreams though? There are different accounts. Some people say that this is kind of responsible for sleep paralysis. Okay. it will like sit on your chest and you can't
1: breathe. Yeah. Once again, there's a great picture of that in the show notes, which is repeated with Friday. basically
0: com. every single one of the demons we're going to talk about oh, tonight. Great. But other people say no, he's not really there. He just like digs into your dreams. Fine. Anyhow, they can be repelled with horse heads, which makes me wonder tony if that's what was that's not to, i cannot believe you just did that <laughs> i can't freaking believe you just did that it's the oh, godfather i know I love no you didn't know i did
1: know i know that tony montana is scarface but
0: you thought that scarface had the horse head in it i did not no you did no
2: you it's did good fellas dude
0: oh my god i'm dying Okay, so anyhow, you can repel them with horse heads. Oh. Also, if you don't move your chair before going to sleep, the alp, which is sometimes known as a mare, will ride it during the night. They like to give people hair snarls called whole grain braids or mare braids by sucking on their hair and then braiding it. It Sounds like dreads. Sounds like these guys give instant dreads. Gross. That might be what's happening to my daughter in the middle of the night because she wakes up in the morning and her hair has so many rats in it. It's like... Yeah. And it's a nightmare... To get it combed out. See, is that the etymology of nightmare? Uh, we're going to talk about the etymology pretty Fantastic. soon. Hey, way to use the word etymology. High huh? five. Uh, no. Okay, that's You're fine. You're covered with confetti. When a nurse diapers a child, she must make the sign of the cross and open up a corner. Otherwise, the alp will re-diaper the child. I also don't know what happens if the alp re-diapers the mm. child, but it will happen. If you say to an alp that's pressing upon you, trud come tomorrow and I will lend you something. Then he will immediately retreat and come the next day in the form of a human in order to borrow something. Perhaps an egg or a cup of milk. Or a
1: burger today for... Isn't that that, the Popeye guy?
2: I know what you're talking about. It's Wimpy. uh,
0: Your obsession with olive oil. It's Wimpy and Popeye.
1: It's Wimpy. He's right. Oh, boy.
0: Obluto was the the mean guy. guy. Wimpy was just the obese one. Well, leave him alone. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Or you can call out to him, come tomorrow and drink with me then the person who sent him will have to come. According to Pretorius, such a person's eyebrows grow together along one line. Others claim that such a person's eyebrows grow together on their forehead. There are others who can send an alp to those they hate or are angry with merely with their thoughts. I need that skill set. If anybody out there knows how to train me to do that, please let me know. any no. Germans who can train me to do this Whose grandmother wrote this? I don't know it doesn't say he comes out of their eyebrows, looks like a small white butterfly, and sits on the breast of a sleeping person. Why don't you visit me more? I source Jacob and I Wilhelm Grimm. This is apparently originally from Grimm's fairy tales, but I I
1: think a lot of this is happening out of the dream.
0: I don't don't think so. I'd like to figure. I don't think so at all. Okay. Okay, fine. Byron, if you're not buying the German one, we're going to move to Japan. Japan has a Baku, also known as eaters of dreams. These guys are particularly vicious. Eaters of dreams. Yeah. Strange creatures that haunted the nightmares of young villagers. Okay. They were often depicted as being vaguely elephant like in appearance, though they were said to be able to morph into any form and often said to work alongside other dream creatures as thieves. So the Baku demon does have a trunk. It is true. Also, their supposedly extraordinary qualities were described in a song, of all things. Are we playing this song? We are. They're out. They're
2: out. They're out. They're in. They're out. They're all about. They're far. They're near. They're gone. They're they're quick and slick. They're insincere. Beware. 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 I have enough for What have you just done? Kelly, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, okay,
0: so hold on. No. Aside from me, without even meaning to, always managing to bring this back to a Disney movie, I do want to point out... That the description of a Baku no, is terrifyingly similar the to the description of a heffalump. Come on. No, and
2: They're all fictional.
0: Right. But listen to the description and tell me if you don't immediately picture a friggin' heffalump in your head. I don't know what okay? a heffalump is. The, I don't watch that stuff. Were you a child or were you thrown onto this earth as an alien creature at oh. the age of nine? I don't want to get into that. The Baku, like so many mythological beings, is a curious mingling of various animals. It has the face of a lion, the body of a horse, the tail of a cow, the forelock of a rhinoceros, the feet of a tiger, and the trunk of an elephant. Does that not sound like a goddamn heffalump? I mean, I don't,
1: I'm really not sure.
0: You guys weren't creeped out when you watched Winnie the Pooh when you were a kid, and I that dream that. sequence with the heffalumps and woozles, you didn't get nightmares can, can from, we that? On
2: on from that? Let's zip this back to yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is,
0: it is demons, because heffalumps and woozles are what visit piglet and Pooh in their dreams this is very applicable and i actually believe that the writer of winnie the pooh must have known about baku because there are way too many similarities can we talk more about baku please in japan among superstitious people evil dreams are believed to be the result of evil spirits and the supernatural creature called the baku is known as the eater of dreams we already discussed what he looked like so you know several evil dreams are mentioned in an old japanese book such as two snakes twined together a fox with the voice of a man, blood-stained garments, what, and a talking rice pot. What does that mean? when a Japanese (laughs) answer the question yeah we gotta gotta break this down I I can't I do not have the answers listen when a Japanese peasant awakens from an evil nightmare he cries devour O Baku devour my evil dream like that's supposed to mean that you don't have the recurring nightmare again okay okay. which is interesting because if you we aren't going to get into lucid dreaming tonight but if you talk to experts in lucid dreaming supposedly you are able to not only create happy dreams but go into your recurring nightmares and make them go away Solve the problem so this is kind of like devour O baku is like lucid dreaming and telling yourself to never have that nightmare again. so Baku's is a good guy i mean i don't think so it's difficult to say you can ask him to devour your dreams though because that's what he eats i think he, yeah so he but he can also eat your good dreams okay right apparently you just have to handle it really skillfully
2: so he removes those lying bringers of false hope
0: I mean, mayhaps. At one time, pictures of the Baku were hung up in Japanese houses, and its name was written upon pillows. It was believed that if the Baku could be induced to eat a horrible dream, that the creature had the power to change it into good fortune. Makes sense to me. Huh.
1: Well... Guess we gotta make Beccu pillows for ShopTheFrightDay.com.
0: Honestly, that would be, but what we we have to put a heffalump on? them. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: At least I know our listeners are gonna understand what I'm talking about about how this sounds exactly like a damn heffalump. Maybe
1: tweet us at Fright
0: Day on Twitter hashtag heffalump.
1: Heffa what? Oh my God! <laughs>
0: my God! So unfortunately I wasn't able to find a lot about the St. Lucian dream spirits it was an opportunity to play another amazing song but since I couldn't find much information I don't think I'm gonna be able to sell these guys on it they're called the Kokama. So you were gonna to try to play Kokama. what would make you that? I don't because, know what would make Because you, you are that. the
2: most predictable human that's ever been a human. Everything's at arm's length. On your sleeve.
0: Kokuma come in the form of babies that beat their victims to death with furious little fists. Okay, so back
1: up. <laughs> back up.
0: When when does anything
1: happen in a dream?
0: They're dream spirits. They come to you in your dreams. And beat you to death with little fists? Yes, but they're shaped like babies. They're shaped like babies. They're in the form of babies and okay. little teeny The they
1: energy were, of this show is weird. <laughs> they beat you to death. This show is <laughs> weird. <laughs> okay, please relax. Okay,
0: do you guys want to hear a cool Alp story? Are we going back, back to Alp? Well, we're now we're going to tell some stories. Oh, now that we've got some groundwork laid, we're going to tell some stories. <laughs> a cabinet maker in Bool slept in a bed in his workshop several nights in a row. Something laid itself onto his chest and pressed against him until he could hardly breathe. It was not his loving partner. He had no loving partner. After talking the matter over with a friend. The next night, he lay awake in bed. At the stroke of 12, a cat slipped through a hole. The cabinet maker quickly stopped up the hole, caught the cat, and nailed down one of its paws. Wait, what? I do not condone this activity. The cat serial killer is worse than regular serial well, killers. Did you, you read in the Facebook group? You were trying to, I know. No, it turns out that's just a myth.
1: It was actually cars hitting cats at such a speed that their hands just rip off. And then coyotes. If you
0: guys could see the face he just made when he described that, no, it's then I'm like, actually going to have a nightmare. Not
1: coyotes, foxes. They have foxes over there. I apologize
0: for that. I love foxes. We have a fox in our backyard.
1: But there may or may not be a cat serial killer. They killed 400 cats. But most likely not.
0: It sounds like there is. The cabinetmaker quickly stopped up the hole, caught the cat, and nailed down one of its paws. What a jerk. Then he yeah. went to sleep. The next morning, he found a beautiful naked woman in the cat's place. One of her hands was nailed down. She pleased him so much that he married her.
1: Wait a sec. One
0: day.
2: with one hand or did she? All right, Sam. Wait, wait, hold on. Some serious bondage.
0: One day after she had borne him three children, she was with him in his workshop when he said to her, look, that is where you came in. And he opened the hole that had been stopped up until now. The woman turned into a cat, ran out through the opening and was never seen again.
2: Oh, man, I have a lot of thoughts about yeah. that. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know where to start
0: with it's that. It's pretty good, that's, huh? Does that's she a know, hot mess. Did she know their tongue? Difficult to say. They didn't get into details. It's a short story. Oh. Okay, now moving into the realm of something that we've at least been able to do a bit more research on... In medieval Europe, they had recurring themes of different versions of old hags. Spooky apparitions that invaded dreams and would keep people from moving in their dreams, often the sitting on the chest thing again. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of weird sex stuff worked into them, that these were like incubi and succubi. Basically, they had sex with their victims and they fed off of sexual energy. Okay. Anglo-Saxon and old Norse lore, they were called the Mart were also the mara mar or mare which is the origin of nightmare, nightmare yeah yeah nightmara yeah As with all of these other creatures, the basic experience is victim awakens or partially awakens, unable to move, as if they're being held down by something. They can't necessarily see it, but they have a sense of something pressing down on their chest, sense of breathlessness. Sometimes they do actually visualize something. Mm -hmm. They often feel like they're being actively attacked, strangled, sometimes even sexually assaulted. In almost every case, there is some entity or presence in the room that exudes a nearly incapacitating aura of malevolence. Quote, sometimes they even sense that there's more than one entity and there are strange senses that come with them. So sometimes it's a sound or a smell or a sight victims will describe as even more strong and visceral than what they experience in the waking world. So to kind of describe a circumstance like this, a young woman named Helena Adelina, who's 24 years old, reported a scary, vivid, real figure that would stalk her in her sleep and immobilize her almost every night. She became convinced that this was not just an ordinary nightmare. This is what she said, quote, he was a slim, tall figure but with no features, like a silhouette. My sense was that he was a terrifying ancient being, very dark and pure evil. Sometimes I would wake and not see him but hear his voice in my ear talking about destruction, war and death. So we're talking a shadow man. Shadow man or Hat Slenderman. Man. Hat man, although I didn't hear a description of a hat, but yes, sometimes he would grab me around the ankles and drag me under the covers. I would be fighting it and be struggling to breathe. Sometimes a woman would enter the scene laughing and cackling. She would keep slapping me around the face and laughing and finding it very amusing. And then there would be a serious ringing in my ears. When I came out of it, my ears would be ringing very badly. At the time it was happening, I felt like it was going on forever. How long it actually went on for, I don't know. Now, all of that, you guys know that I am very suspicious of sleep paralysis and what it actually is. Yeah. That does sound very much like sleep paralysis. It does seem a
1: lot like that. And although we haven't done an episode on that, I'm sure we've talked about it a handful of times on the show.
0: Right. And and we will talk in much more detail about it at some point. But I am not willing to write off and just say, oh, yeah, it's just something going on psychologically. I am. I very know you are. And Sam is as well. Yeah. Sam,
2: are we the paranormal
0: community's
2: biggest buzzkill? No one's ever said I brought life to a party.
0: (laughs) Oh my god.
1: All right, you've heard us talk about coffee in general and about Springy Heel Jack specifically on the show before, but now we can finally introduce this artisan roaster as a show sponsor. It took months of harassment and coercion, but Springhill Jack finally either lost the will to resist, or just lost their minds and jumped aboard the caffeine powered nightmare juggernaut that is Friday. Why did we stock them like Michael Myers after Laurie Strode? It's not just because we operate exclusively on coffee. It's because Springhill Jack offers a menu of what we consider the best coffees we've ever tasted, combined with the ethics of a small, family-run business, and the black magic that manifests when you have a genuine mad food scientist feeding the roaster. It's true. Springhill Jack offers single-source craft coffee at an affordable price. Their coffee starts at $10 a pound, and curated blends are all $12 a pound, which is insane, and we told them that. So you can enjoy the absolute finest coffees on pretty much any budget. Springhill Jack batch roasts these magic beans and would love to work with you to craft a custom roast that fits your palate like a... Like a palette glove. I don't know. Fright day favorite roasts include Black Philip, Reanimator, The Hessian, and Experiment Number no. Five, which is my nameless favorite. But you really can't go wrong with any of them. Does summer got you down? Is it too hot to brew a pot? How about a smooth, mild, cold brew from specially selected single origin roasts? Those handsome devils at Springhill Jack drink it all day and would love to ship a kit or a jug of this cool treat to your shack. Friday started off as fans of Springhill Jack Coffee and Cold Brew, became friends, and now we're partners. We buy it, drink it, and love it, and you will too. Check them out at springheeld. That's H E E L D Jack.coffee. Tell them Friday threatened you, I mean, sent you. SpringhillJack.coffee. Yeah.
0: This is a pretty cool article from Live Science magazine referencing some research that was published almost exactly a year ago in the journal Frontiers in Psychiatry. The research came from 13 different studies of the incubus phenomenon. Now, Sam, maybe you can take a moment to describe for us the incubus phenomenon.
1: Uh, Isn't that where I'm sorry, Sam, I'll get this. Isn't this where Oh, I know what's coming California band Here we go From the late 90s and early 2000s becomes popular because they sing happy shirtless songs with the assistance of a DJ and a funk bassist
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Okay, good. I'm sorry to cut you off. An incubus, I believe, is the devil's sex slaves.
0: Basically, these are male demons that sexually assault women in the middle of the night.
2: Oh, I was way off.
0: Their female counterpart is the succubus. So it's exactly the same as a succubus, but it's male. And what's a banshee? She just screams a lot, I think. Mm. (laughs) No (laughs) In Ireland, maybe?
1: I don't know. Should talk
0: about her at some point. We will. The incubus phenomena has gone through many, many cultures, centuries, tons of different folklore traditions. And there was a huge analysis done in the Netherlands about, you know, common themes between all of these different versions of the incubus concept. <laughs> nearly 1800 people the studies came from canada u.s china japan italy and mexico this is pretty creepy guys the researchers found that over one in 10 people roughly 11 percent of the general population will experience the incubus phenomena in their lifetimes this means that there's about an 11 percent chance for any given individual to experience this at least once before they die what was that statistic again 11 percent.
1: well that seems like the percentage of women who have had sex with Brandon Boyd, the lead singer of Incubus.
0: I mean, I I think he probably gets around, but I don't think he gets around quite that oh, I much. I don't know. Maybe little... no Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> okay. But listen to this. In certain groups, the odds are even higher.
2: People with weird landlords who keep keys to their apartments.
0: <sighs> Among students, the odds are as high as 41%. Also, people with psychiatric disorders and refugees also have higher odds. Now, I know you guys are going to laugh and go psychiatric disorders. Of course, they have higher odds. But there are some really interesting theories out there about why some of these phenomena might happen more to people who suffer from mental health issues. And it isn't necessarily always because of the mental health issue itself in some of those theories. It's a
1: chicken and egg situation. It is.
0: Amen, brother. Well... No, um, she
1: agreed with me in it.
0: Yeah, are you scared obviously. when I agree with you? It makes me
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, people sleeping on their backs are more likely to experience the phenomenon. So I think this is why it hasn't happened to me. The only time I have ever slept on my back is the point in both of my pregnancies where I had yeah. to. I hate sleeping on my back.
1: Back sleeping is the best sleeping. I'm a huge fan. I sleep like a Dracul. Yeah, me too.
0: I'm like a roasting pig. I go one side, the other side. One side, I don't sleep on my belly either. It's also very uncomfortable. Let's just
1: not talk about it anymore.
0: Alcohol consumption and irregular sleeping patterns also make an incubus visit more probable.
1: Sorry, one more statistic. Yeah. It looks like an incubus visit is more likely when you uh, are at OzFest or the Family Values tour. Okay, stop it.
0: (laughs) Stop it. I actually liked those guys, you know that? No, I I
1: actually do too. I think Make Yourself is a great album. Oh God, it's been recorded. They're so old. I know, it's fine.
0: Often, obviously, these are dismissed as just bad dreams. But the researcher noted that the phenomena can lead to additional problems, including anxiety, difficulty sleeping, and even a delusional disorder that is akin to, but definitely not chemically the same as schizophrenia. Interesting. In the paper, the researchers said there is a possible link between the incubus and sudden unexpected death syndrome. Oh, SIDS. Which is pretty creepy. Can babies dream? So sudden unexpected death. Death syndrome is different than SIDS. That's sudden infant Infant death death syndrome. syndrome. So this is actually full-grown humans. Adults. Yeah, a situation where a healthy person inexplicably dies in his or her sleep. Oh, sorry, suds. Yeah, this is suds. This is suds, not SIDS. Correct. Okay. That makes sense. This is a quote from one of the researchers. People who've experienced the incubus phenomena often report a level of anxiety that is off the scale many of them have the feeling that they will actually die during an attack. Whether that ever happens is unknown, even though for a person experiencing it, it is not hard to imagine this happening. That maybe is the most terrifying thing that I came across in doing this research because this idea that when people die in their sleep and we're not really sure why and we go, oh, maybe, you know, their hair just gave out or whatever. And a lot of times if somebody just dies in their sleep and there aren't, you know, suspicious circumstances, there isn't an autopsy done creepy that maybe it's either because something like this is actually happening or because whatever's going on in their brain actually causes so much fear that it makes them die
1: scared to death
0: pretty creepy Now, this harkens back to one of our earlier episodes, Byron. He noted that patients with Muslim background often say that the incubus phenomena is proof that they're being haunted by a jinn. Oh. Yeah, an invisible spirit created out of smokeless fire.
1: Which is what we covered in episode 127, which was Wish Upon.
0: You bet. Uh, Maybe skip the movie review for that one, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Spoilers,
2: Sam. Sorry. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Spend as much as you can to see it. (laughs)
1: Come
0: on. Don't do that to them. However, the incubus isn't always completely terrifying. The researcher had spoken recently with a 15-year-old girl who had experienced the incubus phenomena. She found four miniature penguins dining at a table on her chest and had been thrilled and amused rather than scared. I'm not really sure how those four miniature penguins came into play in any kind of a sexual manner. That's kind of weird, so I'm not really sure. But
2: it's not weird. If that's your thing, that's totally fine.
0: That's with kink shaming. Uh, well, I don't mean that. Because we're gonna to close tonight with a vivid incubus description. A woman by the name of Catherine posted on a website asking for help from a gentleman named Roger. Hi, Roger. Last night I dreamt that Satan tried to possess me during my unconscious state. I called on Jesus, and at first his name could not come out of my mouth, but a very vile inhuman sound was coming from my throat and my body was shaking terribly. I had a pentagram marked on my right leg that I discovered after dreaming of enticing an old boyfriend from college to sleep with me in my dream. My stomach was swollen with an inguinal hernia or with Satan because after my stomach swelled, I noticed the pentagram and suddenly called on Jesus. Because in my unconscious state, I knew that I was a child of God. After the horrible takeover of my body and voice, I tried calling again as loud as I could and I suddenly woke up. I did not return to sleep until daybreak after asking believers on Facebook to pray for me. Had I allowed Satan to take a foothold of my spirit, is that possible? Did I somehow make myself susceptible to satanic attacks by having unconscious longings? I haven't seen my ex-boyfriend since 1987. God. He's happily married, and I have no desire to be a home wrecker. In my dream, I did not care if he were married or not. I was not saying anything remotely Christian to him, but only interested in fleshly desires. Can Satan take over when we think ungodly thoughts, conscious or unconscious? Could Satan mark me as his because my thoughts were impure? Yeah. Even though I had given my life to Christ and repented of my sins, waking with Jesus daily, I know that Jesus has not given me a spirit of fear and that the blood of Jesus has made me whole, and also he is greater than Satan and all of his demonic forces. But why did I dream such a nightmare, something so vile and evil seeming to possess me? Sincerely, Catherine.
1: Catherine. (laughs)
0: Here's what Roger has to say Catherine, my first impression is that your dream was a reflection of a really, really, really bad day. Of course, upon further review, much, much more was going on. Can Satan control your subconscious? No. Can Satan control or influence your consciousness? Hell yeah. Yes. Thanks, Roger. That's all he said. He said a lot more, but the rest of it wasn't good. So I think I'm just going to end it there. Okay. So the moral of the story is dream demons are one of two things. They're either the psychological archetypal figure that we probably have experienced throughout all of mankind's history Mm -hmm. and tied to this feeling that is not literal, but just a feeling that we are being sat on or held down by shadow creatures and other things that happen with sleep paralysis. paralysis. a
1: physical representation of an emotion we're feeling.
0: Right. Or there are demons that are coming through from the other side. If you'd like to see more about these dream demons... I can't believe this hasn't come up with you guys yet but the obvious place to go watch all the insidious movies if you remember that whole plot line in that series is framed around both a son and a father who can do lucid dreaming slash astral projection and in doing so they encounter a very demonic entity and bring it back with them. Sure. Stay out of the further. Stay out of the further. Be careful if you're dreaming and if you know stuff about lucid dreaming we are going to talk about that not in October but at some point in the future we will talk about lucid dreaming. Byron doesn't think it's spooky enough for October. So we're going to talk about lucid dreaming but be very careful with that because it seems to have a pretty profound impact on some people and that could be either because of psychological things going on Mm -hmm. or it could be because of the further so I'm just saying don't mess with the demons if you feel like you're being sat on apparently put your shoes upside down and stick your thumbs in your hands or something like that
1: Kelly thank you so much for that report okay
0: yeah you're so welcome you know what
1: yeah tonight's featured film really could have used a Baku
0: could have used a freaking Heffalong you know what, what I mean
1: eat up a couple of those dreams oh
0: god yeah you want to talk well, about possibly it? reality yeah oh, let's talk about
1: Housewife yeah
2: Enjoying your visit here this evening. Now, on with the show. Housewife
1: is a 2017 Turkish horror film directed by Can Evernall. Sam, can you share a little bit about this film?
2: On a snowy eve, little Holly's sister and father are killed by her deranged mother. Years later, Holly is married, lonely, and her life is soon about to take a turn for the ultra-weird when she visits the cult Umbrella of Love and Mind.
1: Back-to-back cults. Yeah. yeah. Except this was... Very different cult. Where do we begin?
2: Ken Evernall's first feature film, Baskin, was reviewed on our show.
1: In episode 64, which was the Forest Grove mystery noise. Remember that?
2: Yeah. That
1: metal noise in the woods in Oregon. That was a fun episode. I like that one. And Baskin was a... I was going to say fun movie,
2: but... It's not. It was weird and dark and gory, and I I really liked it. I really enjoyed Baskin. It had a lot of elements that I enjoy. Descenting
1: into hell, it's probably one of the more visceral representations of that. Yeah,
2: it was kind of like Hellraiser, except dirtier. Really, really wet. Really, really really dirty.
1: And now Can is back with a film Housewife. I, I spoke to Can. Yeah. I did a, a quick little interview with him. That'll be going up as a conversation with. Nice. Popping up on the feller. feed. So, I mean, if you haven't listened to it, you can listen to it as well now yeah. or after this. But Housewife. A little different than Baskin. A little bit different. Female led this time.
2: And I really dug the lead. Clementine. Clementine? Boydows, who played Holly. A very tortured woman. Yeah. Survived an awful, awful trauma in her childhood.
0: Yeah. Really? So-
1: Oh, Kelly, are you all right? Well, two ch- young children, two young girls, are playing, uh,
0: playing in a dollhouse. It's kind of like a super gothic horror opening, right? It does feel like it was that. a very different tone than the rest it's of the got movie. It's of interesting energy, yeah. Immediately, I'm like, well, hmm. Byron either hates me or didn't screen this. They're not
1: babies. They're not. They're kids. Well, now we're just going to follow the age of your children. I can't have anything happen to someone who's similarly (laughs) surrounding yourself.
2: Holly's sister experiences a life event and then her mother goes off the deep end.
0: Yeah. Kills her sister. Kills her sister. Kills her dad. Real bloody. Then we flash forward. Now Holly's an adult.
2: Who is unable to enjoy sex, which I just mentioned because it's touched on heavily
1: yeah a little trick that I noticed Can does in these films when stuff ramps up his score becomes like overwhelming to the point where it just there's no hiding from the awfulness and it's like it's a visual and an audio attack and that's what I really noticed in the opening scene and then in a scene later on and he did that in Baskin. And it's really interesting.
2: I, I need to rewatch Baskin and keep that in mind.
1: I don't think that I was really overwhelming yeah. as yeah. it was. Yeah. Baskin's a mean film.
0: This is a mean film at points? It was mean. I don't know that this will come as any surprise to you, Byron. But oh. initially, I didn't dislike it as much as I disliked Baskin. Okay.
1: And why do you think that was?
0: Well, I think it was just a more interesting story to me. And obviously, I could relate a little bit more to the characters. Not that... My sister died, but I don't know.
1: No, I mean, you're not. uh, Right. What would you say? Misogynistic police officer in Turkey. Right. Right. So there's. English language in this which yeah. is kind of an interesting step for Ken you know
0: what is interesting I was reading that everybody except for the guy that played cult leader Dream McGee sure did not speak English
1: which it's kind of a Dar- so, Dario Argento Italian film kind of thing you know yeah
0: I, so I mean I think they did a very good job attempting well for, I, I would you know, have preferred that
1: I would have preferred subtitles yeah I kind really? of agree but I think it's pretty intentional the acting and the dialogue and this is pretty wooden yeah which I think kind of works in like I said in like an Dario Argento way, you know, like demon
2: Housewife, these people kind of exist in this world that is dead and emotionless Mm -hmm. they all seem like they're unable to enjoy kind of anything. Well, they're artists
1: Yeah, her husband, boyfriend has we ever? Uh, his, a husband is he an author or is he an artist? Because I know he's working on the cover for a book.
0: Artist and photographer, and I photographer. think.
1: Photographer, yeah. And she, this must be the year of the dollhouse because she, she oh, much God. like Hereditary, she works on miniatures or at yeah. least in a hobby sense. I wasn't sure if that yeah, was like clear. Yeah, like
2: they you know, she keeps going back to the dollhouse that she now has, right. revisiting it from her childhood. Sure.
1: Right. And her ex-roommate comes back into the picture and she disappeared, I guess, out of the blue. Yeah, we're led to believe she yeah. uh, got kind of sucked up by a cult. Up and left. And the
0: cult is Umbrella of Love and Mind. Yeah, which I still don't get the name at all. Well, it's
2: saying like there's an umbrella, an embracing umbrella, the shield of love and mindfulness. And that's what they offer.
1: Sam, is that a... Love and mind tattoo?
2: I, it's, you know, it's the triangle inside of a triangle inside of a triangle. Okay. I've been, I've been working on some ideas. Kind of a fun logo. I like There's that. a little project that I'm going to hopefully be kicking off the ground here before too much longer. And I will be sure to let you know. You
1: want to talk about the leader of the cult? I love his dance entrance. It was a fun
0: entrance. The boogeyman. I thought for a minute during that scene that I was just watching like a foreign adaptation of Magnolia. This is Bruce and then was, O'Hara
2: is the character's yeah, name. Yeah, he's great.
0: Yeah, I really did think that that's what was going on, that's though. David Sakari? And Sucker. he's the only fluent English speaker, native English speaker is that right? in the crew.
1: There's only you and your dreams, he keeps
2: saying. Yeah, he he is feels very strongly about it. Definitely more attractive and charismatic than... Uh, a certain fat, stupid piece of shit that we Christ. talked about for Gentlemen, five episodes named
0: first. Okay, how Lafayette
2: does- Ronald Hubbard.
0: How does the cult leader and Mandy fit in for you? On cult leader hotness? Uh,
2: no one will ever unseat Elron at the bottom of my pit of okay. the I, cult I, leader outhouses. Let's be honest. Yeah. Jim Jones is not too far above Elron
1: Hubbard, but yeah. are we really ranking cult leaders? Where's Charlie Manson What, what have though? we become? I guess, uh. I mean, Applewhite from Heaven's Gate is not the prettiest guy. Plus, he
2: has no penis. Or, um, God dang it, who's the leader of Om Shinrico? I don't know. I digress. Dream, yeah, anyway. dream surf. Don't, yeah. know,
0: don't know what he was directly referencing I just referencing. kept thinking about what was it? silver surfer okay. That's what I just get I was like what
2: So that is when The movie quits making sense Alright and we close the book
0: Well it just turns into like a muddled inception well, la, la, la. Yeah. Let's,
1: let's roll into I, I, I was not I didn't yeah, mean it the, in a the, negative the way Dead giveaways <laughs> This is the point in the show where we potentially spoil a movie. This film, Housewife, is available now on VOD?
2: I think on DVD and digital. Oh. I think on October 2nd.
1: So we've talked a lot about dreams this episode. A lot. For good reason, because... (laughs) Yeah. This movie, I didn't just pick it willy nilly. There is only you and your dreams. Mm-hmm. We've got horror inception on our hands. Yeah. we sure do. Inception meaning layers of dreams. What's the kick? Uh, I don't the know. push the shove. What the hell is it? In inception. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. The them. jerk. But what's the what's the kick? The bounce? The bump? In this, I don't know.
2: And and for me, this is where at this point in the film it kind of lost me because I sure. don't like the what's real and what's dream. Yeah, and that's just me. That's personal.
1: I don't like having to wonder what is going on. Yeah. You I know? just see
2: a knife go into a person and a knife come out of a person <laughs> and a right. body hit the floor.
0: And we'll see some of that. Oh my God. The quotes that are being just thrown. You're talking about the drowning pool thing oh you just dropped? Oh God. It, right. was,
2: it was out before I could do anything about it's it. It's making I am, me nauseous. I'm not proud of it and it was not intentional.
0: You guys want to jump to the-
1: you know, want to jump to the mother of the second coming, or is there something in between that we need to really? I mean, that's fine. There's a,
2: yeah, you know, like a kind of a weird she's meandering through dreams and reflecting on her past, and people are making appearances who may or may not be dead, and then weirdness.
0: Three way sex.
2: Is that real? Did that happen?
0: You guys did pick up that that's like all that was happening when they lived together before. I did okay. pick up on that when she was she's... masturbating
2: to
1: her dead, her murdered. Okay, so she wasn't. Super fun.
2: I think, as a point of clarification, she was trying. Like in the opening scene or when the opening scene of her adult life when she's having sex with her husband and she's just laying there. Uh-huh. Like she was trying to feel sexual pleasure, but she couldn't because she kept flashing back to those horrific memories said, of the yeah, murdered right. family. And that's uh-huh. I think that's the like the the masturbation scene. Is that right? But
1: but no, there was a flashback to yeah, I think the other girl with her husband as well. Yeah. And I was. think that that is something that she derives sexual pleasure from. I don't know, sharing her uh, husband very or very
0: confusing.
1: You know, I don't know about that. Uh, the character development in this, I there's a, enough of it. I just don't think I really understood who the characters were.
0: I don't think that there was enough opportunity for me to understand the characters well enough to feel what I needed to feel to be invested in the movie. Sure. And so it just felt very strange and it felt like, okay, it's moving in a lot of different directions. It's shocking in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. but nothing that is particularly innovative or... I mean, I liked, I liked the meta dream thing. I I think that that's cool. I think that, that that's fun. It, but it's been done a lot at this point, and I don't think that this attacked it in any like amazing way. It's been, it's been done way. in a neater way. This was messy. Yeah. I, one thing I did like is the way it kept flashing back between like okay this is a dream happening but then we're back in the conference presentation room where the guy's up on stage and she's up on stage with him and then it was flashing back to the dream was she really on stage with him right and that was kind of the point for me and I thought that that was fun to play with in my brain but beyond that
1: The lighting was different, and you're like, what time is it? Why is this happening? I did
0: also think the creature effects were pretty spectacular. There were some really good practical effects that were spooky. Yeah, th- were there creatures? Well, I mean, there was a comes out of her vagina. Right. Do you
1: want to talk a little bit about that? While we're on this, a really cool thing I've never seen. So he puts his hand on her stomach, and then you see this rapid impregnation to full term, and her stomach goes up. It's really interesting. Zoom, zoom. Never seen that before.
0: Me neither. This
2: part is where the movie came into its own for me. Sure. This final sequence.
0: I hated the last part, and that was the only part that Sam liked.
2: For me, it was like the very end of Hereditary, where it just goes like weirder than it seemed like it could have
1: unexpectedly off the rails.
2: Yeah. And we get the cult sacrifice, like very, I, I don't want to say standard cult sacrifice because It's really cool. A lot of flaying and
1: <laughs> wearing of
2: faces.
1: Oh my God. And an umbrella attack
2: and an umbrella attack, which was also really good. A creature being born in an awesome... I, I also should, at this point, point out that everything has been practical effects in this. I cycle.
1: would imagine, if we didn't notice it, I think it's...
2: Yeah, it's probably practical. It was super impressive. And until you get to the giant tentacles coming out of the sky.
1: Okay. And what?
2: Yes. And that is where Shout I... Shout out r- to Felicia. Really liked it. Oh. Tentacle porn. Okay, relax. It was not tentacle porn. It was Just the, I it know was it the wasn't. elder god coming to retrieve its
0: I- understand, Progeny. I'm just saying for
1: police So you know what this is. After the movie, Jamie and I sat there hard googling trying to figure out what they were referencing. Lovecraft. It, it, it's Straight lovecraft. Oh, it's yeah. super yeah. Lovecraft. I mean, Lovecraft is all tentacles. That's yeah. why it was also the pretty racist. Did you it.
0: notice that everyone was white in the entire movie? Why are we going to bring that up? Come I was just on. being a smartass all about right. HP mostly. Uh,
1: lots, lots happens in this film. Mucho. I think we've kind of covered it all, yeah. honestly. Yeah. At home, you may be going, oh, And you are
2: correct
0: when it all
1: boils down.
0: What do you think about this? I liked it more than Baskin. Hmm. I didn't love it. This is not my type of horror film. I did enjoy the meta dream stuff. I know that it's been done, but it's to me, it's kind of like uh, found footage where I'm okay watching it done in similar ways over and over. It's not going to blow my mind unless it's done in a brand new way, but I thought it was cool enough. I appreciated the fact that I went in expecting kind of a cult movie, and though cult certainly played into this movie, this was not a standard cult movie in any way, shape, or form. And so I liked that that caught me off guard a little bit. And at the end of the day, I'd give this 5.8 10-second gestation pregnancies, which would have been amazing, I might add. I mean, not the tentacle part, oh, but like right. the a 10-second pregnancy. Oh, God, that would have been great.
1: Yeah, that process being done that fast.
2: Sweet. The opening sequence and the closing sequence bookended some things that I did not really see the need for. And I, I think at this point, I, I disagree with Kelly about the, is it a dream? Am I awake? What's reality? You have to do that in a really exceptional way for it not to be kind of lazy storytelling. I don't know that this movie did that. But... The beginning and the end, fantastic. So I give this film overall 6.4 creepy cameos.
1: Yeah, I I definitely lean more on the side of Sam with this one. Fine. Dreams are really hard for me to watch, even harder for me to listen to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Can does some really interesting things. I, I love some of the elements he brought back from Baskin. The surreal lighting, the red and blue, is really fun to watch. The opening scene is super brutal. The score is really intense. I love cults. I don't know if I understand this calls. It could have used a little bit more explanation, but it jumps oh. right into head-scratching dream stuff.
0: Head-scratching dream
1: stuff. Wh- which I didn't enjoy very much until the end when things really ramp up and get kind of fucked, which is yeah a lot of fun maybe leave the tentacles at home next time but yeah housewife if your purpose was to make me go oh my god congrats you did it let's say a 5.8 like kelly but this time just like me skin masks yep of course. of course and those are our thoughts on housewife which once again is available now on vod and you, you said dvd as well maybe
2: i believe
1: feel like so. physical stuff sam will tell you in a minute if it is it was on the festival circuit for quite some time if you caught it. I want to hear about it. Tweet us at Fright Day on Twitter. You can straight up DM us on Instagram and while you're there, follow us and maybe look are at they? our
2: pictures and stuff. It is on physical. DOD, so. digital and DVD on October 2nd.
1: All right. Woo! Send us an email. Contact at FrightDay.com. Leave a comment below this episode in the show notes at FrightDay.com. I just want to talk about it with you and one of the best places to do that is in our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Fright Day or FrightDay.club. A lot of you fun folks are hanging out there. I want regular basis dropping spooky stories on us super spook talking horror films it's a lot of fun yes see you there and if you like the show and want to help us make it even better grab something spooky at shop.frightday.com we've got a treat in the store this week Uh, a lot of you asked for it a black and white classic edition of the two ghoul for school shirt nice yes and it's available now in uh guess limited quantities so you better get there
0: they're (laughs) almost gone already Relax. It's oh not, boy, <laughs> pump the brakes a bit. People really love Halloween. They do. Gear. Okay,
1: <laughs> you are
2: such a dork.
0: The
1: best. All right. If you want more of this, I'm pointing <gasps> at her. Pa- Patreon.com/slash/Friday is a great place for that because that is the place where you can listen to bonus episodes of Captain Kelly's Cryptids and Conspiracies, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or my mm-hmm. sh-
1: show as a Spy and Serial Corner. It's where I talk about lesser-known serial awful people. Gotcha yeah we do both of us i am gonna drop a bit of a i guess something new i mean i don't have a name for it but it is gonna be me reading you maybe a spooky bedtime
2: story woot woot. i love it
0: sam's got a book written oh uh, yeah
2: you know they chipping away on that you know this you know the old story
0: hey you're going away to write some more soon i'll be
2: Going away for a while, it sounds like. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is he
1: finally getting busted for the things he did while he
2: quote-unquote wrote
1: in the mountains? Yeah, well. Patreon.com slash Friday. Not only a great place to support us, it's a place where you can get over 50 pieces of bonus content. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. 50? Holy cow. I mean, that's a legitimate surprise. There's a lot of stuff you can listen to. We've been doing this for a while.
1: Many miles. But most helpful of all, leave us a review on iTunes. Best way to get us inside of new ears. A few of you have been giving us four-star reviews. I'm gonna urge you to go back and change those to fives if you could.
0: bothers Byron so much. You if guys, you could just weird. fix those for me,
1: please, that'd be
0: great.
2: He's actually he's. <laughs> He's moved from scrubbing the tiles in his bathroom Uh three times a day to digging freckles out of his arm because those four-star reviews eat at him so much. Please help!
1: Can you guys just knock it off? Please help! I'm gonna need you to go on there and change those for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's October, a lot of special spooky activities. So keep your eyes peeled. What are we doing next week? Do we know? Ah, it's on our list
2: deep in hopefully
0: at some point. All right.
1: So squeeze in some naps. We'll be watching a horror film. If you want to know before the show comes out, why don't you join us in the Facebook group or check out our social media. But until then, Kelly, where can we find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Kelly Fright Day. You can email me kelly at frightday.com. You can find me on Instagram at Kelly Jennifer. And you are accepting submissions for True Tales of Terror, is that right? I am. Yes, we're going to be doing a True Tales for... More than
2: accepting. Soliciting, I would say.
0: Spooktack month
1: of course share your true tales that are terrifying spooky email kelly at
2: please i am at sam fright day. email me sam at fright Day.com and i'm on instagram at sam underscore milo dragovich
0: why did you say that so yeah, strangely i had to think about <laughs> i had to think about what my handle was i'm a little right. frazzled
1: and i'm at byron mccoy on twitter and instagram byron at is my email address and until next fright day i'm byron I'm Kelly.
2: And I'm Sam. I
1: guess stay awake. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to an audio wool original produced by Byron McCoy. Theme music provided by Cemeteries. For more programs like this, visit audiowall.co.